This is the Airport Experience News Podcast. Please make sure that you subscribe to get our latest episodes as we post them. And if you're listening on your phone or tablet, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or Stitcher. If you are listening on your computer, simply go to airportxnews.com slash podcast. So this is episode 42 of the podcast, and here I chat with the new airport director of Palm Beach International Airport, Laura Beebe. And when I say new, I mean that Laura officially took over for Bruce Pelly at the beginning of this year. So as I record this, Laura has actually been on the job for about six months. Anyway, Laura may be new to the position, but she's not new to the airport, having served as their deputy director. And I actually got to do this interview in person, recording the podcast in her offices. So we had a great chat about everything from how Laura came to the airport, the strides that PBI has made in recent years, her vision for the future, and more. Anyway, here is my conversation with Laura. So I'm here with Laura Beebe, the airport director, the new airport director of Palm Beach International Airport, which happens to be my hometown airport. I'm 25 minutes down the road, by the way. Um, But Laura, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So one of the reasons I want to speak to you is, um, well, obviously you are not new to the airport. You might be new to the position, mm-hmm. correct? So I guess I want to talk. Uh, I want to have you talk in short, I guess, about a little bit about your background. Okay. Um, I've known you for a long time in one capacity, right. but then also within your wonderful what six months now on the job. <laughs> I, I think it has actually been six months. It's been about six um, months. So yeah, I haven't been the airport director very long. Um, I actually started at the county 20 years ago, a little more mm-hmm. than 20 years ago. Started in the county attorney's office, um, representing the Department of Airports. I have to admit, I never really saw myself in this position at that time. <laughs> <laughs> in airports in general or just in this position? In this specific position or actually even airports in general, it wasn't something that um, I started my career thinking that's what I'm going to do. I actually started at the county attorney's office. I thought, I'll be here for five years. I'll move on to one of the big law firms. Um, I had an opportunity to do that at one point during my career at the county attorney's office. Uh, the prior director asked me to come over to the uh, Department of Airports. I said no the first time. <laughs> I wasn't ready to you know, give up being an attorney. Sure. Um, the second time I said yes, and there was really no good reason to do it other than that I wanted new challenges, sure. you know, to experience new things. Um, he asked me to come over in a deputy director position, so I worked for him for uh, about 11 years before I transitioned into this position. So although I'm new to the position, I'm not really new to the county. I'm not really new to airports. So what was your – so that was a while ago, but, like, I don't want to say the number of years. But, I, I mean <laughs> – about 21 almost. <laughs> so about 21 years, but, I mean, so you've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of changes, yeah. Uh, This airport specifically, but maybe in the industry in general, but definitely this airport Well, we actually also have three general aviation airports, Mm -hmm. so it's not just this airport. And frankly, those can take more time than your international airport sometimes. Um, But this airport, there have been a lot of positive changes of the airport. We've seen growth, you know. I was here during some of the difficult times during the recession. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we went through that, that period, uh, we came out the other side, I think, doing pretty well. Uh, during that period, uh, we brought NetJets to the airport. Um, you know, we had some good growth on the general aviation side. Commercial was a little flat, but now we're back on the upswing. So I'm coming in at a very good period. No, perfect. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, like, you know, the um, 
services on the upswing. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I do want to uh, talk to you about in terms of what your plan going forward is mm -hmm. for PBI. But um, last time I was here, I actually uh, interviewed uh, Bruce Pelly, which was a, a while ago. Right. But he and I had a, a conversation about um, PBI's position and uh, amongst uh, all the other airports within this catchment area. Mm -hmm. If you could just talk about that, and I don't want to say challenges or struggles, but what are the... Yeah, you know, actually, we're in a really good period. Mm -hmm. You know, the airports to the south are becoming more congested. Um, we still have capacity available. We're our catchment area. We have one of the highest per capita incomes within the state of Florida, and in fact, it exceeds the nation. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of good business development in Palm Beach County. We have, you know, United Technologies and General Dynamics and Scripps. So there's a lot of opportunities for continued growth in aviation at Palm Beach. Uh, Particularly, you know, as the other airports start to become, you know, again, more congested, we become more of an opportunity. We also have the lowest cost per employment, I think, for any airport in the region. Has that been kind of, <clears> I know a lot of small airports, the cost per employment has either been flat or it's been dropping. Ours down. has been very low for Which quite a while. Okay. Uh, we believe that's one of our really big competitive advantages. We have a lot of a diverse income so that we're able to keep our rates low for the airlines. So that's a big selling point, particularly for the ultra low cost carriers. Mm -hmm. So I believe we're in a very good competitive position right now. We do understand, you know, it's difficult when you have two large international airports just south of you. It seems like the obvious choice is to choose, you know, Fort Lauderdale. It's in the middle of South Florida. That's a safe choice. Uh, they're also, they have uh, access to the deep ports. Mm -hmm. uh, Miami, same situation, huge international airport access to ports. We really don't have that sort of facility here. Although we have had some success with uh, having flights come in from Canada uh, to um, operate from Palm Beach for uh, crew service. Perfect. So um, I was also thinking in terms of uh, compete, not just the, the two airports to the mm -hmm. south of you, because I know when I spoke with Bruce, they kind of like, I never thought of it this way, but he actually said that like, um, Orlando and Tampa and Fort Martin pull from from this area as well. They I, do. I we do. That. We are completely competing for flights. You know, with all of the airports for in flights Florida. or travelers. For travelers for and for flights. Both, okay. I mean, part of the big sell is the destination. It's not so much the airport. No matter mm -hmm. how lovely our airport is, if the destination isn't selling, we're not going to bring in the tourism traffic. Uh, our visitors. You know, the number of hotel rooms has increased substantially. The number of visitors to our area has increased substantially. So we're positioned very well right now, uh, but we do we, we definitely are in competition with other airports. You know, the Southwest of Florida has a very good marketing, you know, mm -hmm. destination uh, selling point. Uh, Orlando, of course, how do you compete with the mouse? There's no way to compete with <laughs> Disneyland and Universal. Sure. <laughs> we don't, you know, unfortunately, we don't have access to you know those types of attractions that are very popular. But we do have a lot of things to offer in Palm Beach, you know, golf, baseball. Sure. Um, it's, there are a lot of things to do beyond the beach in Palm Beach County, and we're making, you know, the, the rest of the, the nation and, frankly, the world aware of what there is to offer in Palm Beach County, and, and there's a lot. So it's not just the cost of employment, which is a big deal. It is a huge carrier, deal. But it's also a deal. from a traveler standpoint, ease of use. I mean, I know because I'm 20 minutes away, I could just right. park garage, right. security, and I'm at my gate. Right. Literally, you can come to our airport, park on top of the garage, and be to your gate in 15 minutes. Yep. You can't do that 
I don't. Well, twenty minutes if you have kids like I do. Twenty minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you have a TSA pre-check or global entry, it's a lot easier. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So you mentioned earlier about um, the ultra low cost carriers, maybe mm-hmm. just low cost carriers. Right. Is that an area of focus? Because you have a pretty diverse, you know, group of carriers. Here. We we actually do, and there's no one carrier that's dominant, which is one of our strengths here. If you look at it, JetBlue is is currently our top carrier as far as you know the number mm-hmm. of employments. Uh, Delta is shortly, you know, slightly behind, and American short, slightly behind that. Um, but we've had some really good success recently with Frontier. They brought in. Yeah. Five additional flights, and then we had another flight brought in by JetBlue, Providence. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a very diverse number of routes. When Frontier came in this last season, they brought in uh, Cleveland, Columbus, uh, uh, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, and Raleigh-Durham. And they're Perfect. actually doing Raleigh-Durham through the summer. And those are all directs. Mm-hmm. Those are all direct That's service. Great. And we're continuing to pursue more direct service. Uh, so my next question for you, uh, State of the Industry and how those uh, trends positively or negatively impact PBI. Obviously, the one thing that's always a rallying cry are the PFCs mm-hmm. um, and such. I, I don't know if you share the same uh, rallying cry as your peers, or is it something else? As far as increasing PFCs? Increasing PFCs and, and the and Honestly, the that's that. not a huge issue for us right now. As I mentioned, we have a very diverse um, uh, revenue stream. So we're actually in a very good position as far as capital investment in our facilities. Although we're, we have the lowest CP, we are continuing to do very large improvements to the airport uh, to make the experience of the airport better for the, the passengers. PFCs, you know, at this point, I don't know that that's really something that's our focus. You PBI's right, personal PBI. focus. I mean, right now the economy is doing very well, which mm-hmm. is really helping our revenue stream. Um, why I can understand why other airports might want to pursue that at this point, it's really not an issue for us. Perfect. Um, so let's talk about, let's bring it back to PBI specifically. Okay. Uh, talk about some of the uh, challenges, maybe opportunities within the uh, Our PBI. biggest challenge right now is keeping up with the opportunities. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> um, honestly, there are so many things happening at PBI. Uh, it, as far as like non-airline development, which helps support our you know operations and maintenance and capital improvements, mm-hmm. the economy's been very good. We've been very successful with a lot of our non-aviation developments. For instance, uh, Drive Shack is building a uh, golf entertainment venue on the I airport. I noticed that, by the way. I noticed it's it. a great revenue stream. <laughs> it's a great uh, you know entertainment option for folks at Palm Beach County. And if, do you know when that's meant to be delivered? Or it's, it will be sometime this summer, yeah, um, or early fall. fall. But mm-hmm. they're 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 very close to finalizing their facility. So we really hope that 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 is seen as an additional amenity at the airport. Come to the airport, take a shuttle over to the uh, Drive Shack facility, spend some time there. A hotel is being developed right next to that. That's one of the projects on airport that we brought in. Uh, So the the synergy on that corner, I think, is really going to help not just the revenue stream, but also the experience at the airport. Um, You know, we've we're getting constant calls about property around our airports just because the economy is doing very well. Certainly. Um, you know, as far as air service development, you know, we've been doing very well the past, you know, couple of years. Our employments are up 4.4%. Our seating capacity is up over 4%. I th- see that trend is continuing as long mm-hmm. as the economy remains stable. The difficulty is, is if the economy starts to do a downturn, we'll, we will be one of the first airports to suffer. 
The good news is, is we have a very diverse economic, you know, revenue stream. Revenue stream, and always, and it keeps us very steady as far as you know being able to maintain the facilities and not be suffering as as much as some of the other airports in our same position. Certainly. So you mentioned you have a good amount. I'm I'm looking right now because we're recording in in your one of your conference rooms. You can see part of the airfield here. Right. Like uh, approximately, how much uh, property or land is available for you to develop and here? Well, uh, all of the aviation land as mm-hmm. we recently leased, I don't know if you're aware, but General uh, Di- well, Gulfstream is building a new facility on airport, okay. a maintenance repair and operations facility. We just had the grand opening, or not grand opening, the groundbreaking for that facility. It'll be, I believe, between the Jet Aviation Hangar and Gulfstream facility over 160,000 square feet of space, which will include office and hangar. Um, There'll be some additional uh, general aviation expansion in that same area. We're, we've just leased 40 acres for warehouse development where, uh, wow. west of the airport. We recently did a lease for, I'm gonna believe it's about 10 acres of property for a pods warehouse development. We have another uh, request for proposals out on the street right now mm-hmm. for some property near our North County Airport. So we actually have a lot of development going on. I was going to say, I'm like and looking we rec- for the 40 and the 10 acres. <laughs> we we yeah. actually are receiving requests every day for mm-hmm. land and just keeping up with that demand is, is has been fairly challenging. But exciting though. It's very get to be exciting. Creative. It's very um, exciting. I, Especially for me, the on-airport development is a little bit more exciting than some of the off-airport development. I don't know if you know the new Toyota dealership just uh, south of the airport is on airport property. Is it now? Mm-hmm. I did not right. know that. Is that the one that moved from uh, military? Yes. So, yes. yes. I, I saw the vacant building. I did yes. not know that. But yeah. wow, congratulations. So it's so it's developing of all these other, uh, you know, fringe, not fringe, but like, right. you know, businesses within the halo mm-hmm. of, of the airport. Right. That's kind of like where your time is being spent right now, I guess? Uh, There is a large portion of it, but we're also spending a lot of time in air service development, looking for, um, you know, we're doing a lot of improvements in the terminal building as well. I don't know if you've been in the terminal recently. We're doing a Uh, renovation, modernization of the the ticketing level. Mm -hmm. We've completed recently a modernization of the baggage claim level. We are getting ready to put all new seating on Concourse C. We just completed putting all new seating on Concourse B. 50% of the seating has charging stations embedded, mm-hmm. cup holders, uh, we have high top tables. It's a very, I'd like to believe, comfortable experience that you'll have at Palm Beach uh, with all of our new amenities that we have available. So hopefully our passengers will you know, choose to have that experience versus... Well. I'm going to have that experience because mm-hmm. in about a little over two weeks, uh, we're going to be fl- my family and I are going to be flying out of here okay. <laughs> for vacation. Okay. So we'll be uh, we'll be flying Delta out. So that's mm-hmm. a plug for Delta. But um, we'll be flying from here and mm-hmm. you know enjoying it, it again. My uh, you know it's it's just the ease of use, especially mm-hmm. with two children, to, right. uh, to get right. there right. and get to where you're going. Um, and honestly, you can't take that for granted. I mean, no, if you look at it, no. our parking is the lowest cost parking that you're going to find mm-hmm. in South Florida. The experience is easy. You you walk into the terminal, go to the ticket counter, head right down your concourse. Very little delay. You, you really don't have to plan to be here hours in advance. If you are, we're happy to have you here hours in advance. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe because we're in the industry or, or I'm just familiar with PBI, I 
Uh, hate to say, I admit that I do kind of wait. Right, right. <laughs> I know how much time because right. I can count on it uh, on the on the ease experience here at, right. uh, on the airport. Um, you mentioned the other carriers and uh, you know some of your carrier uh, mm-hmm. development work, or your airline air service mm-hmm. development work. If you had to make a wish list, both carriers and maybe destinations, or there's some that you have. Wish on? list destinations. Top would be uh, <laughs> bringing back Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You know that's challenging just with you know constraints at the airport. Sure. Um, Las Vegas is another big one that comes up pretty often. Uh, Denver. Uh, we Denver's recently right. lost Denver on Frontier. We're working night and day to try to get Denver back. That's a very important route to us. Um, so we focus on our top unserved markets, and those are pretty much the top unserved. We have a lot of service to the Northeast. We are now gaining service mm-hmm. to the Midwest. So focusing another international, London, that's another pretty obvious one for us, more Canadian flights. Mm -hmm. We do very, very well in Canada. Um, We actually just received news that our capacity for Canada next season will be going up 16%. So that's a good good, uh, case to make there. It's definitely wonderful. We we would like to have more destinations in Canada, uh, more direct service. But um, air service development is challenging. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yes. It's a continuing conversation that you have with the airlines to let them know what the opportunities are here for them to better understand that, yes, you bring a flight to Palm Beach, it will be self-sustaining. You don't need to worry that it mm-hmm. won't make it. And, and that's an area that I, obviously I'm not as, as versed in as I would love to be. But I guess in some ways to start is like the seasonal aspect or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like show that there's demand or maybe right. that is the demand. Right. Right. To kind of – you're well, auditioning it, for Frontier because you did mention Denver. Right, right. So. And um, Frontier is, is actually pretty interesting. They – about a year ago they pulled out Denver service, but they brought in Islip and Trenton. They did very, very surprisingly well to them in, in those markets. Yeah. Ended up – going from seasonal service to year-round service. So now they're doing Trenton, Islip, and Raleigh-Durham year-round. They've added those additional routes, uh, direct service, seasonally. Our season is getting longer. It used to be Mm -hmm. that, you know, everybody would be out right after Easter. (laughs) Now we're going, we're bleeding a little bit into May, early June. Mm -hmm. So that is one of our challenges, is demonstrating to the airlines that we're not as seasonal as they believe we are, that we can support the service year-round. We do have a lot of year-round service, but there are certain routes and certain carriers that come in seasonally. So trying to convince some of those seasonal carriers that we are a year-round airport. And with the business, uh, the industries that are coming in, Mm -hmm. that's kind of helping extend your season It is very helpful. I can't stress enough how important the business travelers are to the airlines. So that's one of the things we talk about with the airlines every time we meet with them, that all of the industry that's available. We also talk about, you know, the increase in hotel availability Mm -hmm. in Palm Beach County. When we're competing with other airports, that is one of the things that they're looking at. Are there enough hotel rooms to, you know, be able to handle the demand at a reasonable rate? So, and, and that's another challenge that we have with Palm Beach is everybody assumes that Palm Beach is expensive. There's a perception because you use the word Palm Beach that everything at, at Palm Beach is expensive, but we have hotels, you know, at every, you know, star, you know, two, three, four, and five star hotels. Mm-hmm. So there's something for everybody in Palm Beach. And as far as the airport, we have the lowest cost per employment probably in the state. So although... You hear the word Palm Beach, you assume it's going to be expensive. You look at our terminal, it's beautiful, well-maintained. We're able to do that because, you know, we're managing the airport correctly. So that's that's one thing that's really difficult to overcome. When you say that when, when people think Palm Beach, 
Is, are you referring mm -hmm. to the, at the traveler mindset, or is that from the carrier mindset? It is, you know, interesting. It comes from the carriers and from the public. Okay. There is, a, there is this mindset that, you know, that this Palm Beach is swanky and expensive, but there are so many different things to do in Palm Beach County that that's not, it's not all about, you know, the high-end hotels, although we do have the high-end hotels. Yes. And we do have those customers, but it's not just about that. Well, it's weird because I, I, it's it runs into conflict. Like if you show, if you're presenting the carriers that here's our the right. CPE and everything else, right. it runs counter to what their mindset is. Then, right, right, right. I mean, well, here's the other ironic thing is I, you would assume you know we're a smaller airport than you know some of the other airports in the area that you know you wouldn't be able to operate here you know at such a a high level. But actually, our yield for the airlines, what they're making on their flights, is higher in every category where we have competitive service mm -hmm. to the airports to the south. So it's it's actually an interesting model. We actually can charge a little bit more because the experience is better. Sure. Um, customers are willing to do that because the experience is better, and that's very attractive to the airlines. So we have a lot of good things going. Our CPE is low, so our costs are low, and the the amount that they're making, they're making is actually good. Mm-hmm. So on the on the um, traveler side, then is it uh, I guess sparking communication then mm -hmm. about you know we're we are the better we are engaged in constant marketing efforts about our airport and the positives of our mm -hmm. airport. Um, I want to say within the past, it wasn't a primary focus until maybe the past ten years or so. But uh, we have really upped our efforts. Um, I would you know the airlines there are different things that you can do to incentivize them coming to your your facility. Um, you can do incentives, you know, fee waivers, um, sure. you know, reducing rental, things like that. Or you can, you know, provide some marketing for the flights. I always prefer the awareness campaign, the marketing, because I think we get a lot more bang for our buck. Um, and I think airlines are starting to realize that as well. Um, the Frontier Service, I think, has been much more successful in part because of marketing efforts uh, in partnership with Discover the Palm Beaches. Is there uh, a comp or maybe a um a model within the industry of another airport they're like you know we're on the same trajectory as that airport and that or that's the path that we would love to follow i think as far as comparable airports we're most comparable to um southwest international and mm -hmm. jacksonville um as far as the type of airport we'd like to be um <laughs> i i'm happy with palm beach we want to remain sure. palm beach we want to grow our customer base but we don't want to ruin the experience. No, of course. So that's the big challenge. Uh, you bring in more customers, the experience may change. So we're working really hard to ensure that when customers come here that they have the same experience, that they're getting good customer service, that they're having access to the amenities that they you know, are, are now demanding. So a lot of the changes that we're making really are in terminal for the customer experience. Mm -hmm. we're, we're planning on engaging in it fairly big modernization and expansion project in the terminal. Um, and I think it's fairly creative. We're, we're reusing existing space without really having to add a lot of footprint to the building. We don't have an issue with capacity as far as gates, mm -hmm. places to put the airlines. The real issue is that the, the terminal was built in the 1980s. So the concourses are relatively narrow. There's not a lot of places for concessions. Sure. There's not a lot of room for hold room seating. So we're actually... Um, we just recently went to the board to approve an updated master plan that includes some renovations and modernization to the terminal. Our first step will probably be concourse B, some expansion mm -hmm. to that. Um, 
I think just in the end of the concourse alone, we're talking about 16,000 square feet of additional space. That's still significant. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's and that's not the total expansion, yeah. but uh, part of the, the goal is to ensure that when people get to the airport and they get past security, they have a good, comfortable experience. And we're trying to time all of our changes and expansion with the end of our concession agreements. So our uh, concession agreements are coming up to end within the next four and a half years. Mm -hmm. So the plan is, is within the next two to three years to start phasing in new concessions as we're doing these expansions. And that's when we start seeing a lot mm -hmm. of the cool local taste of Palm Beach. Or you know, we are here. really looking to <laughs> drive more local, regional, uh -huh. national brands, less internal store brands. I think customers are starting to demand a more varied experience at the airport. Um, we have a lot of, right now, you know, as far as like food and beverage, there's a lot of similarity in what's what's being offered. Sure. So to be able to offer different new opportunity opportunities for the customers to experience, I'm really excited about that. Especially since I started my airport yes. career doing concessions <laughs> in real estate. So for me, that's that's the fun things to do to work on. Oh, excellent. So my last question for you: a fresh six months into this position, mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you have a vision for PBI. And it just right. please share that vision with me. So actually, right before I started uh, as the airport director, we had embarked on a four-year master plan update. Mm -hmm. I was very involved in that master plan update, particularly related to a lot of the terminal changes related to customer experience. So I've been very, very involved with that plan, and that plan really does represent my vision. Um, I think we need to do a better job of providing um, upgraded concession opportunities at the airport. I think that uh, eventually we will need some capacity expansion in the airfield. That's not a prim primary focus today, um, but eventually that is something that we're, we will have to do to ensure that the experience continues to remain good, that we don't have delays on the tarmac. Um, I know Fort Lauderdale is going through some yes. rehabilitation this summer. I'm sure that's going to be very challenging for them. I've heard that it may result in some fairly lengthy delays, so I feel for them. Um, but eventually we will probably have to go in and do some expansion to the airfield. Uh, we also, I, you may not realize this, but 60% of our traffic is general aviation. Mm -hmm. And it's not small general aviation. It's big corporations. It's big corporate jets. So um, we need to make sure that we're able to accommodate what they need as well at the airport. They're a big component in our revenue stream. They're a, a huge partner as far as business development, economic development in Palm Beach County. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw the recent um, Florida uh, Department of Transportation economic study related no, to airports. I did not. So a recent study came out that said that our the county's airports, not including the ones that we don't own, um, contribute seven billion dollars to the local economy. And Palm Beach alone is $5.6 billion. So we're a huge That's, economic engine for Palm Beach County, and I'm yes. keenly aware of that, that we want to make sure that we're a good community partner, um, that the customers are, we're not, our experience isn't degraded as mm -hmm. we're growing, that we maintain that same kind of hometown feel, that people feel comfortable, they're not stressed out when they come to the airport, <laughs> they can enjoy the experience, Thank you for that, by the they way. <laughs> can get through the, the checkpoints quickly, there isn't a lot of you know stress involved in the traveling experience. So those are the things that I'm focusing on right now. Excellent. Well, Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.